episode 11 of the Journey to Bravery podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Gregg. I am so glad that you are listening today. And I pray that God would give you the encouragement and the insight that you need for the season that you are in right now. Today, we are going to be diving into part two of this mini-series titled Move Over Mama. Last week, we talked about God wanting to partner with us in our parenting and how he has given our children to us as an inheritance and that we have a duty to one day return that inheritance to him, not as he gave it to us, but multiplied. Today, we are going to be talking about what it looks like and how we actually take the next step in making room for him. And I personally did this by prayerfully committing my children to the Lord. Since I was a little girl, I envisioned a large family. I grew up in a large family. I saw myself as a grandmother cooking for my entire family on the holidays every holiday actually, with all the noise and giggles and chaos that comes with hosting a large family. I saw myself taking a step back to savor the moment, to enjoy the sight at hand, my family legacy unfolding and growing before my eyes. I never really considered my kids being anywhere else but close to home. I wanted to enjoy them. I wanted to enjoy my grandkids. But then a realization rattled my mama heart. And this was, what if God didn't just give me my children for my own pleasure and enjoyment? That may be part of the benefit of motherhood, but maybe he granted me with them to raise them up and send them out. Maybe their God-given destiny was to minister the gospel to a dangerous part of the world, across the world. What if he gave me my children not to serve my own desires, but his? This was a really hard pill for me to swallow. There was a story in, there is a story in the Old Testament that brought me comfort and relief and encouragement and helped my heart fall into alignment with God's desires for my kids. So let's go to the story of King Solomon. He was the son of David and the part of his story that we're going to be reading is found in 1 Kings chapter 3 verses 5 through 14. The Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream and God said, ask for whatever you want me to give you. Solomon answered, You have shown great kindness to your servant, my father David, because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in heart. You have continued this great kindness to him and have given him a son to sit on his throne this very day. Now, Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David. But I am only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart 
to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? Solomon could have asked for anything at all, but he asked for holy, good, and just things. That above anything he could have, whether it be material things or just the promise of safety, just give me the know-how to raise up the kingdom honorably. He acknowledges his own lack and God's ability, like we talked about last week. So here is how God responds to him. Verse 10, Now the Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. So God said to him, Since you have asked for this, and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor have you asked for the death of your enemies, but for discernment and administering justice, I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart so that there will never be anyone like you, nor will there ever be. Moreover, I will give you what you have not asked for, both wealth and honor, so that in your lifetime, you will have no equal among kings. And if you walk in obedience to me and keep my decrees and commands as David your father did, I will give you a long life. Because you were willing to put my kingdom first, I will give you what you asked for. And much more than those things, you won't even be able to imagine the things that I am going to bless you with. So it's not that we can't want things like they would be protected or close to home for the holidays, but that we have to be willing to release it. We have to be willing to lay those self-serving desires down, to give them up, to put God's kingdom first. When it came to me committing my kids to God and the plans that he has for their life, there were things that I was holding on to, like the idea that I could keep them safe, safer than he could if I could just keep them close enough. The desire to have my kids around for the holidays. God really convicted me after I read Solomon's story. And he showed me that the future I desired for my children was self-serving. And to be honest, when he convicted me, my response was, how is it bad that I want to be close to my kids? How is that a bad thing? He then showed me a picture of the things that I wanted. Having my kids close, the laughter, the, the living life together, coming over for dinner, running errands together, going to the movies, holidays and more holidays and all of it. And then he showed me all the lives that my children were supposed to impact. He showed me the large number of souls that he has set aside for my children to save. And that would no longer be. It broke my heart. And by serving my own joy, I would be holding them back from their God-given destiny, their calling. And at that point, it was no longer worth it for me. I became willing to lay that desire down whole 
wholeheartedly give them to the Father and say, however you need to use them, they are yours. And wherever they need to go, Father, take them, they are yours. I know that this is hard. (laughs) Trust me, I've done it and wrestled with it. But remember Solomon's story. It's not that we can't ever have those things or they're wrong to pray for. But we have to first be willing to say, I'm okay if it doesn't go my way. I'm okay if I never get those things. As long as your kingdom comes first, because the cost is too much for me to bear. I want your will and your way when it comes to my kids and their plans for life. So... In closing, I want to take you to the book of Acts, chapter 20, verse 32. And it says, Now I commit to you, God, and to the word of his grace, which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. To personalize this scripture, I want to share the prayer that I wrote when I committed my daughter to the Lord. And it says, Heavenly Father, I commit to you, Aliana, and to the word of your grace, which can build her up and give her an inheritance among those who are sanctified. Father, however, whenever, wherever, she is yours. Use her for your good works. I partner with you to prepare her for the journey. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I committed each one of my kids individually, and I noticed that each one felt a little bit different according to their strengths and personalities. Like my youngest, he was the hardest to commit because, well, he's my baby. (laughs) Elisha was a little bit scary to commit because there isn't anything that this kid is scared of. He is so bold and fearless. And it scares me a little to think of what he might be used for. So brave mama, that's going to be the challenge to commit your children to the Lord. However you feel like God is leading you to do that, it may look similar to how I did it or completely different, but ask God to reveal whatever it is that may be holding your heart back in hesitation. This offering to the Lord, when done wholeheartedly, will shift something inside of you and and change the way you pray for them. You will begin to look at them differently and pour into them and prepare them differently. You will feel a sense of priority and, and urgency to get them equipped for the journey ahead. And you know, sometimes I actually have to revisit this as I realize that I have slipped back into the driver's seat of motherhood and need to move back over. So know that you may need to do this throughout your journey, not so much uh, for him, for our heavenly father, but for you to realign yourself. But you have the tools to do it and it will be the best thing that you have ever done for you, your legacy, and God's kingdom. Mama, I would love to hear from you through a review or comments. Even connect with us on YouTube or Facebook by looking for Brave Moms. Until next week, be brave. Oh, 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 oh,